Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? Yes. Today, I'm just speaking to you on a few, um, something that we have, we have been speaking about in the course of the week. I just want to try and round it as I continue, and then uh, we can prepare for the coming year. Amen? Amen. Yes. Somebody shout vision. Vision. Shout vision. Vision. Shout it like your voice is your shout vision. Vision. Yeah, I was, I've been teaching on strategies for success, and I talked about as God told us in Joshua chapter one verses eight that this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, and you shall be careful to observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and have good. Come on, good, have good success. Yeah, so the first thing we thought about in the course of the week, we understood that for you to have good success, the Bible first says that let not the book of the law depart from your mouth. Depart from your mouth. Yes, and we agreed and understood. The scripture said, do not let the book of law depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Many people really don't understand the meaning of the word meditate. It's not the usual word to Honda, the Hebrew word used here is Hagar. Somebody say Hagar. Okay. And Hagar means to utter or to declare. U-T-T-E-R. In other words, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall utter it or declare it day and night. If you did what we call concord in English, you will understand. He said, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth. So when we're talking about altering or declaring, it is in agreement with the first line of sentence. Are you following me? Yes. So this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall speak it, declare it day and night. So if you want to have good success, God requires you to be speaking the word over your life. You wake up in the morning and you declare, I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. You wake up and declare that the lines are falling for you in your pleasant places. You pick a scripture as inscribed in the word and you pronounce it over yourself. For you to see good success, the Bible said you should not allow the word to depart from your mouth. So you keep speaking it, keep declaring it over yourself. Can I tell you something? When I was on campus many years ago in Ghana, in KNST campus, on my four walls, all the walls, I had written things that I used to declare. So when I wake up, I see it. When I turn this way, I see it. When I turn that way, I, there were things I was declaring that I have ministries all over the world. I, I was declaring that I have businesses all over the world. I was declaring things then. I didn't even have much then. But guess what? Every single word I declared has manifested. Amen. Why? Because scripture says when you declare it, you, it happens. When you read Numbers chapter 4, Shall we go to Numbers chapter 14, verses 28? So, for you to have good success, the Bible says you should not allow the word of God to declare. No, find a, a word in scripture that connects with you and keep declaring it. You declare it over your situation. That is how you excel and that is how you prosper. That is how you do well. Amen? Amen. Shall we read what is written in there? One go. Shall we all read one go? Say to them. Mm -hmm. As I live, mm. says the Lord. Says who? The Lord. Says who? The Lord. He says, says Prophet David. He says, says who? Uh-huh. Just as I spoke in my hearing. So I will do it. Now God comes and tells to 
tells Moses, Moses said to the children of Israel, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to see God do certain things in your life, you must start to declare the right things. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Yeah, you must declare the right things that you want to see. You speak it because God says whatever you say into his hearing, that is exactly what he will do unto you. So, our lives, when you read the book of James, James says that our tongue literally determines the direction that our lives goes. Are you following me? Your tongue determines the direction that your life goes. I mean, I, I can use, um, um, pastor, pastor is sitting down. Pastor Joshua, come. Go to the left. Ah, you see this one. Did you do geography in school? Yeah. See, he was seated. When I said, come, what did he do? He got up and he came. His senses responded to the words I declared. If I say, Grace, come. Even though she's seated, she comes. Why? It doesn't matter what she's doing. As long as there was a decree, she responds in accordance with the decree. Are you following me? In the same way, everything else you desire in life has ears. Are you hearing me? Jesus in Mark 11 um, cast a fig tree and the fig tree responded to the decree of Jesus. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, the fig tree responded. Why? Because the fig tree has ears. The fig tree responded and it perished and it died from the roots upwards. Why? Because in the realm of the spirit, everything has ears. I always say, when I need money, I wake up in the middle of the night. I open my windows and I call, money, come. You command wealth and finances to come to you. And wherever they are, they appear. Today, begin to declare something upon your life. Shout, I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm rising above every storm. I will prosper. I will excel. I will do well. Everywhere the soul of my fish are tread, I possess. I dominate. I am not a victim of circumstances. I am a victor. It doesn't matter what the devil will throw at me. I declare over my life, I am the head and not the tail. In that office, I dominate. I rule. I am in charge. You command and declare things over yourself. Self, and the elements that control the universe will begin to work for you. Yes. Shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We command the coming weeks. We command the coming weeks. To favor us. 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 In the name of Jesus. You declare what you want to see. So the Bible says, if you want to see good success, do not let the word. See, you don't just declare anything. We see when you read Ezekiel chapter 37, the Bible says when Ezekiel was brought before the dry bones, the Bible said God spoke to Ezekiel and said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel referred it to God and said, God, you are the one that know me. I don't know. And God said, don't sit there and tell me I know. Because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in this earth realm, you are in charge, not God. 
Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. In fact, God cannot invade your situation not until you invite him. That is why he said in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, he said, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. You see, even though the earth belongs to God, he has given it to the sons of men. So it is illegal spiritually. It breaks protocol for God to step into your situation without you calling him into it. Hello? Hello? Are you following me? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you need to understand. Here on the earth, you are in charge. Tell your neighbor, I am in charge. I am in charge. Yeah, so if you want things happening here, you must stand there and declare it, pronounce it, speak it, and the elements will begin to work in your favor. Amen. So, the first thing we talked about was declaring, and the second thing we talked about was doing that which the scripture says. It says, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall utter it, declare it day and night. And the second thing is say, do according to what is written in there. And that is where we fail most of the time because we are not obedient to the word of God. Ask your neighbor, are you obedient to God's word? Are you obedient to the God's word? Ask your neighbor, are you obedient to God's word? Are you obedient to God's See, words? most of the miracles that happen, happen in response to our obedience. Are you getting me? They happen in response to our obedience. Yes, during the Kesha, I made mention of it to you that the only way sometimes a miracle can happen in your life is when you walk in what? Absolute obedience. Jesus never prayed at the Garden at the wedding in Galilee. He just told the servants, fetch water and put them in the water pots. They did that. The next instruction was that fetch some of the water and send it to the master of the ceremony. That was it. As to what what at what point the water turned into wine, nobody knows. There was no prayer there, but in their obedience, there was a release of a miracle. For you sometimes to break out and break through, you must learn to walk in what? Obedience. And I always say, setting sometimes some prophetic instructions may not make sense. It may not add up, but in your obedience to God's prophetic instructions and that which God has said in his word, it yields results. Amen? Yes. Yeah. So you need to do that. And the next thing for you to succeed is now what we, uh, I started um, um, a few days ago on vision. Tell your neighbor vision. Vision. Shout a vision. Vision. And I define vision as a vivid description of your desired future. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this now is that we have a few weeks for this year to end. Now, we are about to go into a new year. You must have a vivid description of how you want your 2024 to be. Amen. Hello? Amen. See, success does not happen by accident. Tell your neighbor success. Success doesn't happen by luck. Doesn't happen. I personally don't believe in luck, but I believe in the favor of God. Mm. Um, I am lucky. No, I believe in the favor of God. Somebody say the favor of God. The favor of yes. God. Yes. When you have a vivid description of the way you want your 2024 to be, that means you have a clear vision of your 2024. I am believing God that in 2024 we are moving to our land. Amen. And I am believing God that we will be expanding and be doing mega things in the coming year. Amen. I have a clear, even the building that we will build. You saw it last week, right? Yes. Yeah, because the, the, we, need to, we need to have a vision of where we are going. Amen? Yes. Yeah, so when you know, I, I said it to you. When, let's assume, um, does anybody have that, fine, that funny phone? What is it called? Mulika. 
Who has a phone like that here? Can I use it as an illustration? Anybody? With, oh, all of you don't have Nobody has that phone. Thank you. Thank you, madam. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, madam. Yes. Now, is this a phone? Yes. Is that also a phone? Yes. These are all phones. In case my number is here, if you call me, will I answer? Will I be able to answer? Yes. When you talk, will I be able to hear you? Yes. yes. If you send a test, will I be able to read? Yes. yes. In the same way, if you call here, will I be able to answer? Yes. Now, but this is it. Sir, come, let me use you as an illustration. That is a phone. And that is a phone. The question is, it's not a matter of standing here having a phone that can help you listen to, a, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, send a message or listen to a call. But now, the matter is, what type of phone do you really want in the coming year? What kind of life do you really desire to live in the coming year? Do you still really want to be some a boy running around not having any solid thing happening in your life? No, see, all these are phones. But guess what? When I start life from here, watch me. And before even I get there, I have an image that I want this 15 Pro Max. Are you hearing me? If I decide that I want this 15 Pro Max, that is what I want. Now, as I start from here, I have a mental picture of what I want. So if I get here, come, um, um, come sir. If I, I am supposed to get to 15 Pro Max. This one, what is it? What? Nokia. <laughs> My desired future is there. So if I am walking and I get to this destination and somebody hands me this. Is that what I want? So because I have a vivid description of what I desire, I am not enticed by this. I don't stop here because that is not my final destination. I must be able to move beyond. Even though this is enticing, it looks like what I want, but that is not what I want. My prayer for you is this, that nobody will sell you something short of your vision. That anything you have desired to achieve, God will make you achieve it. If you are here, shout, I receive it. It's like you being a staff in an organization and you are promoted to a supervisor and you feel like you have arrived. Maybe the next position that was to you was a CEO, but because you plateaued and you didn't desire to go further to where God has ordained you to be, you stick to the supervisor position and you relax and you, you, you settle, but the devil is a liar. Every dream, every vision, whatever God has ordained you to have, I came with a sure word to tell you, as we are about to step into a new year, in the next few weeks, I prophesy every purpose of God, every dream of Jehovah concerning your life, I declare it shall manifest. I declare it shall manifest. I declare it shall manifest. The Bible says that the expectation of the righteous man shall not be cut short. I know your expectation looks ridiculous. It looks bigger than you can imagine. But I came to tell you, that is a sign that God will make it happen. Any dream that does not scare you is not good enough. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May every dream, every vision, anything that you have purpose to achieve, I command, let it manifest. 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 In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, now, 
the, give me, give me in, 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 in King James. The Bible said the expectation of the righteous man will not be cut short. Now, when you have an expectation, that is what you, you, you desire to see, you desire to have. That expectation shall not be disappointed. Amen. Tell your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. whatever I have purpose to achieve, I will achieve it anywhere I have ordained God has ordained me to go I will get there in the name of Jesus so when you have a vivid description of your desired future which is 15 pro months these ones don't scare you you don't stop here tell anybody don't stop there there is something better ahead tell anybody don't stop there there is something better ahead yeah. So when you have a vision of your um, of your desired future, you don't stop at any destination. Are you getting me? And what happens is that your life becomes directed and focused. When you have a vision, you are focused. Why? Because these things come as what distractions. Somebody say distractions. There are certain things that will come your way. They look appealing, but the enemy uses them to what? To distract you from your desired future. Are you hearing me? The desired future is not this Nokia. No, the devil is a liar. The desired future is here. But can I tell you something? There will be distractions that will come your way. The intention is to cripple you so that you settle here. The intention is to distract you so that you never get to where God has ordained you to get to. But that devil is a liar. Anything that has been sent to distract you, today we decree and declare, may it be aborted. If you are here, shout, I receive that. So you need to understand, you must have a clear vision. See, because I know where we are headed, nothing else would stop me. Amen? Amen? Yeah, then you don't settle for less. When you have a vision, you don't settle for less. You know where you are going? Yes. You know where you are going? You know where you are headed? You don't just settle for anything because it looks good and it smells nice and it looks like what you want. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord, any destruction, any destruction, a sign, a sign to disturb, to disturb, and abort, and abort my prophetic destination. My prophetic destination. I declare, I declare, let it be destroyed, let it be destroyed in the name, in the name of Jesus, of Jesus. Yes, see, you can never get to where you have not envisioned if you have not created a mental picture in your mind. Every place becomes a destination. Yes, sir. Yeah, every place becomes a destination. Can I bring it home? Yes, sir. Let me bring it home. <laughs> Some people have started laughing because they already know what I'm going to say. Let me as let's assume you want to marry a white man. <laughs> and you see this comeback guy that is brown in color. <laughs> From Machakos. With a nice suit. With an accent. Thank you. <laughs> with an accent. And you, you know where you are headed. So this guy comes in. Hi, babe. Go like, where are you from? Says Machakos. Then you realize that is not your destination. The fact that he looks brown 
and looks like a white person, doesn't mean he's white. Hello? Hello? Yeah. The fact that he wears a suit and has an accent, which he learned from Kitengela. Kitengela. Huh? Yeah, from Kitengela Institute. Doesn't mean he's a white guy. See, you must follow your vision. Tell your neighbor, follow your vision. Follow your vision. So, if you have a vision, number one, what happens is that you live a purposeful life. Vision helps you to live a purposeful life. Vision helps you to live a... Because you know where you are going. You, and if you are like someone like me, he, he, not until you get it, you are not stopping. Yes, sir. Are you getting me? Yes. yes. You live a purposeful life. When you have a vision, you live a purposeful life. A man without a clear vision for his life will lose his life. Because you see, if you don't stand up for something, I always say you settle for everything. You must have standards. Tell your neighbor, have standards. Yes. Have standards. Because you see, how do you just settle for anything? And I'm not saying don't say hi to people, but like you, I surely. Surely. Sometimes you see some nice person and you see some you begin to wonder what, who bewitched this one. Tell your neighbor, have standards. Have standards. Yes. Vision simplifies your life and helps you to focus on the major things. So, if I know that is what I want, I am focusing on how I will be able to achieve that. Not the distractions. Because distractions will always be there. In fact, the bigger your vision, the greater the distractions. Mm. Did you hear what I said? Yes. The bigger your vision, the greater the distractions. If you have a vision to become a CEO or a great business owner or set up your firm, there will be so many distractions. So, vision helps you to focus on the major things. And let me say this. Every, some things may be good, but they may not be good for you. And not be good for your vision. Not be good for where you are going. Let me even make it simpler. Some people may be good, but they may not be good for you. Oh, Jesus, help us. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Yes. The fact that someone is a good person does not necessarily mean they are good for you. They are not bad people. They are not evil. They are just not cut out for you because vision is people sensitive. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Vision is what? People sensitive. There are certain people God has assigned to connect with you to help you fulfill your vision. So if you miss those strategic people that God has assigned to help you fulfill your vision, you might miss your vision and miss your destiny. Vision is people sensitive. There are certain people that God has assigned to you. So all that you need to praise the Lord. Any person you have assigned to my vision, Father, release them into my life. Amen. You need to understand that. So that is why when you come into contact with someone that God has strategically connected to you to help you fulfill your vision, you don't just treat them anyhow. Mm. 
Are you getting me? Yes. Yes. When God called Moses, Moses was a stammerer. And then now God said, Moses, I'm going to use you to deliver the children of Israel. Moses said, sir, I can't. I can't even talk. And God said, don't worry. Your brother Aaron is coming. So Aaron's ministry came into existence because Moses felt inadequate. So if Moses said, I am able, Aaron would not have been called. Let me bring it home for you to understand. There are certain people you are supposed to be supporters of visions. Someone else's vision gives you an expression and a ministry of your own. The moment you feel you are so capable, you are so able, you may not be a Moses, you may be an Aaron. Your ministry only exists because there is a Moses. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So once you come to the place of understanding that I am, I have a great assignment connected to this person, I don't quit. Amen. You know when they go to Pharaoh's palace, you know it was Aaron's rod that performed the miracle. Imagine Aaron's rod just started swallowing up the other snakes. He begins, ah, me, now I'm powerful. Moses, I'm starting my own ministry. For where? For who? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you need to understand, sometimes God assigns certain people into your life to help you connect. And you see, when God called Moses, and one thing that shocked me in that whole discourse and, 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 and assignment of Moses was the fact that Moses said, he couldn't speak. And God said, I'm sending Aaron. Now, the next thing that God said was, when Moses got to the children of Israel, he told the elders of the Jews, God has sent me to come and deliver you. They didn't say, it is not possible. You are a murderer. You know that Moses was a fugitive. He left Egypt because he killed, physically killed an Egyptian. And the Jews knew. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. But when Moses goes back to the same place to tell the children of Israel, God has sent me to de deliver you. They say, ah, you murderer, deliver who? And that is where we miss our prophetic destiny. We are so quick sometimes to criticize the people that God has sent for your deliverance. And the people that are supposed to help you get to your prophetic destination. Vision is people sensitive. You need to understand. So who has God called into my life to help me fulfill my vision? Let me tell you. Take this for me. You can take it to the bank. Anybody you meet in life, you don't meet them by accident. Yes. Whether, whether you thought it was a coincidence or God incidence or whichever incidence under which you people met, there is a prophetic definition, a prophetic meaning for which God will connect you to someone. Yes. There is always a, a reason. There is always a reason why God will connect you to someone. But the problem is that we are not so sensitive thing enough to connect the reason why God brought certain people into our lives. So we mistreat the people that come in our way. 
You disregard them, dishonor them, and sometimes before you knew it. And this is what we do. Because, oh, because maybe I met Pastor Liz. Pastor Liz cannot give me $10,000. I shun her and treat her anyhow. Maybe Pastor Liz may not be able to give me $10,000. But Pastor Liz knows somebody that can give me $10,000. So if I mistreat her, I am missing the person that she's supposed to bring into my life to help me get to my next level. Yes, sir. Are you getting the revelation? Yes. You need sensitivity to understand. Every, you see, nobody achieves their vision single-handedly. My friend, you need someone. You're right, sir. When you check these scriptures, everyone in this Bible that made significant impact was helped by another. Yes. Abraham had Eliezer. Moses had Joshua. Moses had Aaron. Give me a name. David had Joab and Ahithophel. Elijah had an Elijah. Every single man, Esther did not get to the top without Mordecai. Could not have gotten to the top without Mordecai. Even Jesus the Christ, the son of God, even him, he had destiny helpers. He had people that helped him fulfill his vision. What makes you think you can fulfill your vision by yourself? Say, Lord, Lord, help me, help me identify, identify the people, the people that are supposed to help me, that are supposed to fulfill my vision. Fulfill my vision. Take this from me. There are certain people in life you don't cut them off. Not me. I am a master of cutting people off. I'm a master of blocking people. Right now, my block list stands at seventy-six. Why? Wow. Is that okay? Are you okay? No, there are some people you have to block them for your own peace of mind. Oh, you don't know. You try and see if I will not block you. I'm just kidding. Anyway, just follow, just follow me. Just follow me. You see? There are certain people, yes, you need to block, you need to disconnect, you need to cut them off, but there are certain people you dare not cut them off from your life. Because when you cut them off from your life, you will forever remain inadequate. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. There are certain people you block them and disconnect them for your own peace of mind, but there are certain people you dare not do that. Because you forever remain inadequate. If you are very honest with yourself, there are certain people you disconnected from up till now, you are still feeling it. Hello? 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 Yes. If I cut off my fingernails, I will not feel a thing. I will even feel better. If I shave my hair, I will not feel a thing. I will even feel better. But if I cut off my right hand because my right hand got me into trouble, I will forever remain amputee. I will forever feel inadequate because something that it was supposed to be part of me has left me. And that is how they are setting people. They are setting people that are like your fingernails and your hair. You can cut them off a hundred times. You don't feel anything. But they are setting people they are like your right hand. The moment you disconnect with them, you will forever remain deficient. And so you need the wisdom and the revelation to know how to draw the lines. Because see, for you to really become a great achiever in life, you need certain people. Let me continue. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. So vision helps you focus on the major things. 
Vision controls the choices you make. When you have a vision, the choices you make are controlled. Now, give me the scripture for Moses. When Moses was called to the burning bush. Now, hear me. I want to show you something. Now, we're going to read a few scriptures on the screen. And then, I'm going to expound them as we move on. Shall we read one go? Praise God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Praise God. Amen. 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 Did you eat lunch? If you ate lunch, please, let's read like we have eaten some lunch. If you are not fasting, let's read from the top of our voice. One go. Okay then, let's hold it in. Now, when God made Moses, God said to Moses, I have heard, verse 7, the cry of my people. Somebody say, I've heard their cry. I have heard their cry. Now, not, unless the children, not until the children of Israel began to cry unto God, those guys would have still been in bondage up to today. What brings you out of your captivity, out of your bondage into the desired place where God wants you to be is your ability to tell yourself, I have had enough of here. If you settle for anything, that's why I tell you, you must have what standards. You must tell yourself, this is not what I want. I refuse to settle for this thing. I refuse to settle for less. I refuse to settle for this life. I am breaking out for the better. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And then now he says, surely I have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I have heard their cry because of their tax master for I have, for I know their sorrows. They began to cry unto Jehovah and Jehovah heard their cry. I pray for you. Yes. May God hear when you cry. Amen. When you call unto him any time in your time of calamity, distress, may Jehovah God hear you. Amen. If you are here, shout, I receive it. I receive it. And don't ever remain in that situation. Don't settle for less. 
You must tell yourself, this is not the place God wants me to be. This is not how my life is supposed to be. I refuse to be in Egypt. I desire to break out to my promised land. Amen. And you see, Egypt might be a place that looks like it's okay for you, but ladies and gentlemen, you need to tell yourself, enough of this life. I am ready to break out for the better. Amen. If you have a salary and you have some small apartment or some small house where you live and you rent and you have got some small car around and you, you at least you can go to your village with a car, you feel like you can feel like you have arrived. But you are still in Egypt. Somebody say, I'm in Egypt. Yeah? You can still be in Egypt and feel like you have arrived because you've got some funny car. And the saddest thing is even those people that buy car on loans. Hello? Hello? Now, the car is on a loan. It is not even for you. It is for the bank. No, do you know that? If your car is on a loan, do you know it's not for you? Yes. Yeah, it's for, if you fail to pay the loan, the bank will what? Repossess. Where is Juma? Bank manager. You repossess the car. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. If you go to Juma's bank to go and borrow and then now you don't pay, they will repossess your car. Now, Imagine you are living a life like that. That looks like you have arrived, but you have not arrived. Be like the children of Israel. We refuse to be in this Egypt. We are breaking out into the, our promised land. Amen. And this 2024, we are going to enter in it with all seriousness and all agility. That come what may, we must have a new life. Amen. Oh, 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 I said we must have a new life. Amen. If you are here, shout, I receive it. I receive now, it. For the sake of time, skip to chapter 7. Chapter 7 from verse 1. Let me throw more light on what I was saying before we move on. Shall we read one go? So the Lord said to Moses, mm -hmm. See, I have made you as a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. Now, now he says, The Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as a No, no, as a a God to and Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. Shall be your prophet. Shall be your prophet. To Pharaoh, Moses will look like a God. And Aaron will be your spokesman, the one that will speak and declare the mind of God to the people. So Aaron would not have had a ministry if Moses was not called. You're right. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah, you know, I've had a ministry. There are certain people you need to understand. You are supposed to be there to support someone else's vision. Yes. And you feeling like you are so intelligent and smart and, and able to do certain things. That is where sometimes you miss it. You get so frustrated in the journey of life. Why? Because you miss your prophetic timing and you miss the people that were so, you were supposed to align with for vision. Say vision, vision is people sensitive. Is people sensitive. Shall we say vision? Vision is people sensitive. Is people sensitive. Yes, vision is people sensitive. And now let's go to this scripture, Proverbs. Proverbs chapter twenty-nine, verses eighteen. Proverbs chapter twenty-nine, verses eighteen. Are you there? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Now, give me from King James. I see.
Shall we read? One go. Again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, I want to explain. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. He didn't say where there is no prayer. Hello? Hello? You can be praying and be praying empty prayers because your prayer is not directed to anything. Are you getting me? You must direct your prayer to something. I know me, I'm directing my prayer that we are building the Gam City. We are building the church, building um, the hotel, building the school, building all those things on the land. We, are, we must build it. My prayers are directed. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, the word perish there is actually the Hebrew word that means without restraint. In other words, where there is no vision, People act without restraints. They act in an uncontrollable manner. You see, when you don't have direction for your life, anything goes. I wish I was speaking to the heart of people who are ready to listen. Yes. See, I did not come here to excite you. I want to put some sense into your head. Because 2024 is coming and we don't want the year to end the same way like this year ended. We want something to shift in your life. Amen. Are you getting me? Yes. Yeah. So, where there is no vision, people act without vision. If you know you are supposed to become, say, a CEO, start acting like a CEO. If you want to become the head of your organization, start acting like that and stop fooling around with everyone and everywhere. Because if you really desire something and you have a vision, because... Because you don't have a vision, that is why you do anything at any place, at any time, with anybody. I told you that story of that guy that went to for um, 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 interview at a bank. Some years ago, he wrote on, on Twitter that that bank is rubbish. That, this is what a rubbish bank. He said all sorts of things about a bank. Three years down the line, he forgot himself. He lost his job. He was now going for interview at the same bank. And guess what? They went to pull up that thing he, that post he posted. One of the panelists pulled it up. So the guy gets to the interview and says, what do you know about that? Oh, this bank is fantastic. It's great. I desire to work here. All that. So he said, do you remember three years ago you posted this? And that is how the guy never got a job. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Can I tell you something? One careless mistake you make today can shut you 10 doors in the future. Yes. Oh my God. I wish I came to church to let speak to people. One you, careless mistake you will make today can shut doors for you in the future. So if you really want to have a that desired future, you must live with a level of restraint. You must know how to restrain yourself. Because you have a vision. Your life is controlled. Tell you about controlled. Control. Yes. Now let me just say, I mean, I'm, 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 let me continue on this. Go with me to Habakkuk chapter 2 and then let me try and round up and we continue um, from next week. Are you learning something? Yes. Sir. Are you sure you are learning something? Yes. Yes. So what is your vision? What do you really want to achieve in the coming year? Start thinking about it now. Don't just jump into the year like every and any other year and then everything goes and the year runs and just because you have a job. See, 
Actually, most of the time, it's the middle class that normally suffer a lot because they feel like everything is happening. They have a job, they have some family, everything looks okay, so there is no drive to achieve more. Are you getting me? Yes. Yeah, there is no drive. So you live without restraints. Anything goes and anything comes. But I pray that God will bring you to a place of sensitivity. Amen. That you begin to live a directed life, a more purposeful and a more focused life in the coming year. Amen. If you are here, shout, I receive that. I receive that. Yes. Habakkuk 2, chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, reading from verse 2. Shall we read one go? And the Lord answered me and said, mm -hmm. Write a vision and make it plain on tablets. He who runs. Then the Lord said, Shall we read one go? Let the Lord answered him. Mm -hmm. Write a vision and make it plain. God says to a prophet called Habakkuk, write down your vision. Next week, that's what we're going to do. Come here with pen and paper and notebook. We are going to write down your vision for the coming year. And those of you, I know I didn't come for first service. First service, I'll try and preach the sermon again so that they will also come the following week to do their own. By you, you are doing it next week. Are we together? Yes. Yes. You need to understand if God had the wisdom, Jehovah God now, not anybody, God himself tells a prophet, write your vision down. That tells you how important written visions are. I mean, my vision is in my head. That becomes a fantasy. It's a wish. As long as it stays in your head, it's a wish. It is not solid. Statistics show when you write down your vision, there is a 42 percent chance. There is an extra for I me. Mean, your vision stands 142 percent chance of happening. In other words, those who don't write their vision and those who write their vision, those who write their vision has an extra 42 percent chance of that vision coming into pass. So as long as me, me like I remember when, when I, um, I started, we, we started school uh, in the UK and uh, we were when I was doing my master's degree, our HR started to do a um, a course in human resource management and um, one this Muzungu lecturer comes in our class and he asks everyone why do you want to do HR? Every, people were talking, people were talking. One guy stands up and says, I want to be a manager. He's from Poland. The class, I was the only black student. Everybody was white. I said, me, I want to run my own businesses so I need to know how to manage my style and all that. Now, this guy says, what? That's the, the lecturer asks him, why do you want to be a manager? Why do you want to study HR? He says, I want to be a manager. He says, which manager? He says, me, I want to be a manager. He says, which manager? He says, any manager. As long as the title was a manager. So the lecturer said, so we can even help you manage the school toilet. He says, as long as it's a manager. And some of us, that is how we are. You don't really have any vivid, solid direction. Because you see, you don't just become, you work at becoming. Did you hear what I said? Yes. You don't just become, you work at becoming. Anything you desire to become, you work at it. Hello? Yeah. So he says, write the vision down 
and make it plain so that it, so when you write down your vision, anytime you read it, you begin to run. It stirs up something within you. It stirs up something within you. Huh? Verse 3, next verse. For the vision is yet, next week I'll continue from here. Shall we all read? One go. For the vision is yet for appointed time. Mm-hmm. Now I say for the vision, the word vision here also means prophetic message. Say my prophetic message. My prophetic. Say my prophetic word. My prophetic is set for an appointed time. Set for an appointed time. So when you have a vision, know that it is set for an appointed time. Number two, vision is also time sensitive. I said vision is people sensitive. Vision is what? Time sensitive. If you want to become a CEO, maybe now you are some supervisor or you don't, you don't have anything. But a time will come, God will elevate you to the position of what? A CEO. So vision is time sensitive. And every prophetic word that God gives you, it is also time sensitive. It is bound with time. So say the vision is set for an appointed time. There is an appointed time in the calendar of Jehovah that you, you are supposed to fulfill that vision. There is an appointed time in the calendar of God that you, you are supposed to establish that thing. So when you fall within the timings of God, everything begins, becomes easy. Everything just flows and runs and people begin to wonder, how did you make it? How did you get there? How did that happen? Because you are in line with God's prophetic timing. Say, Lord, Lord, help me walk in your time. 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 See, when you understand that vision is time sensitive, when people are buying big cars and you are using your VIX, you don't bother. Oh my God. Yes. When you understand that vision is time sensitive and people are doing great things and they are intimidating you with what they have, you don't get frustrated. Uh, I met another guy on the plane the other day. We were flying back. I mean, we were flying, I was flying from London. A certain lady, I was flying from London and now this person started to intimidate. You know me, I run this, this business. I have, have this, this. I have got a hundred properties in Nairobi. I said, hey, I thought I had ten. I have arrived. This one has hundred. No, they, they, start, they start to intimidate you. And you see, some people can intimidate you with what they have. But once you know, my vision is set. For an appointed time. Oh yes, they have bought the cars. Let them buy. Oh yes, they are in position. Let them enjoy. My vision is set for an appointed time. Ah, they are getting married. Nice wedding. They have got ten bridesmaids, ten groomsmen. It's okay. Let them enjoy. My vision is set for an appointed time. You are a preacher. You are a minister. It looks like nobody is giving you puppets. Others are going to America and coming back. UK coming back. China coming back. You, all you go is Moranga. Nyeri. Moranga. Nyeri. The devil is a liar. God 
is about to change your own story. If you are here, shout, my vision is set for an appointed time. Yes. Shout, my vision. It's set for an appointed time. It's set for an appointed time. You see, if, if, if I give you an appointment, I'm in the office mostly Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. If I give you an appointment for 12 Tuesday, and you come here at 8 a.m. Tuesday, will you meet me? No. no. Why? Because your appointed time, the appointment I gave you was 12 noon Tuesday. In fact, you can come here 8 o'clock Monday morning and wait in this church. You'll be here with the angels in the church and pray by yourself until the time I have set for you. Why? Because the appointed time is 12 noon Tuesday. And some of us, that is what we are trying to do. We are trying to rush God. We won't go to do it right here, right now and then. But God is telling me to tell you, there is an appointed time he has set for you. When that time is up, nobody can take from you what belongs to you. When that time is up, nobody can intimidate you with what they have. When that time is up, it doesn't matter who has gone ahead of you. You also, you shall get there. Yeah. I came with a sure word to tell you, when you are appointed time is up. Yeah. The line shall fall for you in your pleasant places. When your appointed time is up, the CEO will be on your side. The legal board will be on your side. The board of directors will be on your side. When your appointed time is up, even government shall change for your favor. Can I prophesy to somebody? I lift a prayer over your head. When your appointed time is up, it doesn't matter who is against you. God will align everyone else to back you. I lift a prayer over your head. You shall not miss your appointed time. The Bible says, though the vision may tarry, it is set for an appointed time. My CEO position is set for an appointed time. Uh, your presidency is set for an appointed time. Your governorship is set for an appointed time. Can I prophesy to someone? I decree and declare, whatever it is that heaven has laid on your heart, it works with time. The other day, David was on the wilderness. He was a slave boy. He was a wilderness boy. I beg your pardon. Forgotten by the family. But God sent a prophet to anoint a man who was not even in his father's house as the next king of Israel. After he was anointed as king of Israel, he was 17 years. It took 13 good years for that prophecy to manifest. But guess what? It came to pass anyway. Even though he was anointed early and he was told you are the next king of Israel, it took 13 years for him to become a king of Israel. Why? Because the appointed time was not up. When your appointed time is up, the line shall fall for you. Everything shall work in your favor. I lift a prayer over your head. May the lines begin to be controlled to your favor. May God connect you to your destiny helpers. Anybody that is that means to align with your appointed time, I decree and declare, may they come your way. May they come your way. May they come your way. If you are here, shout my appointed time. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. want to pray. Hear me. When you understand the timings of God, you will not rush. When you understand the timings of God, you will not be bothered by who has gotten what or who has done what. See, me, I only thank God for what people have done. They have done great things. Yes, thank God for them. But we are coming. 
Oh, no, no, no. We are coming. Amen. I said, we are coming. Amen. The Bible said, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the, than the glory of the former. Yes, they might have done what? Achieved what? Thank God for them. But when your own turn is up, the Bible says, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the house of men. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Oh, somebody has a Mercedes 2020 20, or 2022 or 2022 edition. And so you are worried. Yours is 2025. Yeah. It is coming. Tell your neighbor, it is coming. It is coming. Yes. And guess what? The ones that are coming later, they are, they are improved versions. Nice. Yes. Oh, you don't know that some cars can drive by themselves? Yes, these days. Okay, one day I'll give you a lift, then you understand what it means. That some cars can drive by themselves. Hear me? God has a way of shifting things in your favor. Amen. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Yes. May Jehovah God bring you to a place where you will understand his timings and his seasons. We are only lifting up three prayer points and we are out of here. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anybody. Anybody. That needs to align with my destiny. That needs to align. That is connected destiny. to my vision. That is connected to my Father. Vision. Father. Help me to connect with them. Help me to connect with and them. And if I am connected to them. And if I'm connected. Help them, me to preserve them. Help me to preserve them. Because you see. The greatest service the devil can do to you. Is to make sure you get disconnected from your helper. Yes. He will do everything because if he's fighting you with a wish and making you have demonic dreams and all those things, you'll be able to find out. But when he brings confrontation, disagreement, and things, so that the one that God has ordained to help you disconnect from your life. Let me tell you. Oh, there are some people that can never be replaced. Take it from me. Do you hear me? Yes. You can get something close, but not like that. You are lifting up your voice. Father, help me to identify my, my, my destiny connectors. The people that are supposed to align with my vision. Anybody that needs to align with my vision, help me to identify them. And if they are connected to me, help me to preserve and protect that kind of relationship. Lift up your voice and pray. Ia 
Jehovah God, order your steps. Order your steps rightly to fulfill your design, purpose, and destiny. That in this coming year, you shall be divinely directed. Amen. Did you hear what I said? That God will literally order your steps. The Bible says, and the Lord, and, and Enoch walked with God. And the Hebrew word work actually means when Enoch take, when God take a step, Enoch take a step. It was like Enoch was being carried by the hands of God. The Bible talks about Jacob. The Bible says how God carried Jacob on the wings, on his wings. That made Jehovah God carry you in the coming. God should direct you or die your steps. Can I tell you something? The greatest place to be is to be in the will of God. When you are in line with God's will, even though it may be against your will, your emotions, and all that you think and plan, you shall still make it anyway, anyhow. You are declaring second prayer point. Father, order my steps. Order my steps to connect to the right place at the right time. Order my steps to know. Some people, eh? We are living in this Nairobi. People are like snakes. You know snakes. They can walk by you cool, but they are evil. They are the same people that want to make sure you get fired. They are the same people that want to make sure you get disgrace. But they are just walking by you cool and nice. But they are evil. The Bible says, the hearts of men are desperately wicked. And who can know it? Apostle Paul said, pray for us that we shall be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. Can you imagine a whole apostle Paul? He says, pray for us. He didn't say pray that we shall be delivered from witches. He said, pray that we'll be delivered from wicked people. There are some people they are wicked. They are not witches, they are, they are just evil. They just want to see other people fall. And it is as if someone's falling will elevate them. Yeah. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2. Let's read the scripture and then we pray. was teaching his disciples to pray. He said, pray that you shall be delivered from evil. That tells you even Jesus knows there is evil under the sun. Father, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Order our steps to fulfill your purpose. Order our steps. Come on, lift up your voice. Oh, yeah, that's so 